Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode number... 499! Thank you! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Being recorded on May 9th, 2018. I'm Alan Malentano. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. Josh Bogger. <laughs> I'm emotionally scarred. Uh, and that's an emotionally scarred Ken over there. Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm deaf in this ear now. <laughs> I wasn't expecting like red faced, like you know. That's how he does it. Uh, he's, he's been building this up for for years and years. It's like Dragon Ball Z yeah, style, like of flames shooting off the top of his head. He's you know? now Super Saiyan Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, we might as well just. Um, Give up now? Yeah, just okay. So let's just start going through all the, all the things. Uh, so hey, there's this mailing list thing that uh, didn't work this week. That hopefully we'll have. yeah, I'll have that fixed by next. Hopefully, week. just like Canada's uh, cellular emergency system. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, they have one of those. <laughs> yeah, we've been testing it out this week. You know, just piggyback on ours so well. Oh. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> PCPro.com slash subscribe is how you get there. Give us your name, your email address. Uh, that part will still work, right? Like getting the name if they have somebody right now. Seems like it. Okay. So it might work. If it does weird things, then try to get if later. If you don't get an email before the next podcast, then yeah. it probably doesn't work. Okay. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll know. Uh, you know, whatever. We're trying to fix it. Uh, it's It's had a good run. I mean, it's been working. For, well, there's no need knocking on wood. It's broken now. That's not going to keep it working. It's already stopped. It's half broken, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash PCPers, where you can chip in and help us, you know, keep the lights on and stuff and, and, and pay Ken. And, you Ken know. appreciates it. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Um, what else we got? Twitter.com slash PCPer. Uh, if you want to see the feed of the stuff, the, or at least the bigger stuff that goes on the site. Um, oh, where's the... Uh, is that the right video? It is. Mailbag, number 42. Just checking. All right, uh, there was a mailbag uh, that the Ryan... Oh. See, this is a good title, but we really blew the 42 opportunity here. That's true. Doing a mailbag. Yeah. And it was episode 42, Jim. I'm kind of disappointed. Right. Because you have all the answers. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know the question. Somebody should have it asked. happened to fall on Star Wars Day. How does that happen? Somebody should have asked, like, you know, what's the secret of, like, this just should have happened. But it, that would require way too much forethought on a bunch of different parties. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair. Uh, I didn't realize that there was a question on what my headset was in this podcast, but uh, we're in that. Uh, he asked mailbag. you like twice beforehand, but I've answered it in a previous mailbag. Oh, nobody watches those anyway. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, there's looks like some cool questions in there, and uh, yeah, cool. Hopefully, yeah. Some, no, no. Well, no, Josh. Yeah. Josh just uh, recorded a mailbag today. Oh, did I ever? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. So, that's so, 23 minutes of your life that you can't get back. Click that subscribe button and that bell so you get notified immediately when Josh's mailbag yeah, is yeah. up because it's, you're going to need it. You definitely definitely <laughs> want to know when that one goes up. Um, next up, uh, joshtech.com will get you to the uh, Teespring PC per store. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. You put us the caption for hot dog in the hallway. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's pretty good. It's, uh, it's the little things, Alan. I thought for thirty whole seconds on that's, that one. That's, that's really that's that's good. Yeah. So uh, go there for. Don't worry about these four things on the top. That's just fluff. The, the real the real stuff is down here. It's true. Uh, you know the the Josh Tech uh, Walrus. Anyway. I the still, cup is lead lined for your, your pleasure. pleasure. It is all right. Sweet, sweet. Your coffee cannot become irradiated from external sources. <laughs> it's really good at conducting heat. So, <laughs> yeah, well, ceramic is good at conducting no, heat. Lead. No, lead. Oh. It, lead. It also includes a built-in sweetener. 
<laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, sugar-free sweetener. Sweet. Yeah, true. All natural. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the EVGA and PC Perspective may massive may giveaway. Uh, there's already 12,000 entries. Holy crap. People like free hardware. Uh, yeah, massive, people, don't you understand? People do, people do like free stuff. Uh, I noticed that there were no GPUs. Yeah, well, you know, beggars can't be choosers, That's I guess. That's true. But, uh, you know, aside from the GPU, it looks like everything else is covered for the most part. Um, so how do you enter this thing? 11 ways. Holy crap. And each one counts. You could do each one of those. Per, well, I don't know if you'd want to follow PC per every day. Oh, you can only do it once. Just the bottom one is, is one per day. Okay. A bonus. Daily bonus entry. So keep coming back and potentially get some free stuff. It's a pretty good list. Bone ass entry. What? Enunciate. Sorry. I'm. Okay. I mean, that's anything the wrong syllables. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I'll um, get it eventually. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, we're ready to get into the reviews. Yeah. Since you got the first one. Can I interest you in a 13-inch Android tablet? Uh, um, sure. That's not the way I thought that was going to go. Uh, I had um, a whole thing developed here. A whole the conversational thing. Oh, that I didn't terrible. want. Especially you say no. Well, <laughs> why mean, would you want a 13 inch Android? I don't even use the tablet I got. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Tablets are stupid. Right. However, <laughs> what if it had an ink display on it? I, I, <laughs> I mean, okay, so better for reading books. Yeah. That's like the point of a tablet, a lot of the big point, usually, kind of. Yeah. So I kind of started this review kind of pontificating, like Josh, about how ink has kind of been a failure. There, there were a lot of promises. What, like seven years ago about ink, how we'd see it and road signs and grocery stores for the signage and which you've, you've seen like little tiny rollouts over the years yeah. and color ink would be a thing. And there were a couple of devices that shipped in really low volume with color ink, but mostly went nowhere. You mm-hmm. have Kindles, you have some other more, some other less well-known e-readers like uh, the Kobo and stuff like that for the Canadians that have been around, but Essentially, there's dumb devices that you can read ebooks on. Sure. However, there seems to be this bizarro universe where a company called Onyx, based in China, has can kind of continue to develop to develop e-readers and has gotten here, which is a the Onyx Books Max Two mouthful for sure, which is a 13.3 inch ink display running Android 6.0. I don't know that I've seen an ink display that large. Yeah, so there have been a couple of devices. Sony has actually had a couple of generations of e-readers that have been this size using similar panels, but they're just e-readers. They're running Android in the background, but you can't do anything with it. Yeah. The thing about this is it's open. It's a it has the Play Store on it. Has all the Google Play services, which is honestly kind of unexpected for a generic Chinese Android tablet. You usually have to sideload that stuff on. This actually seems to be official. I think you can get like the ROM sources and stuff like that out there. Like it's an actual Android implementation. And you there's can install anything on it. There's a 3D Mark icon on that. Yeah, so I got I got a bit, <laughs> you know, me with it and, and kind of started pushing the limits. Uh, I saw I scored two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alternate launchers, alternate keyboards. You couldn't change the default launcher, which you're looking at right now, but like you can if you go to the app icon, you can launch another launcher if you want to look like a real Android tablet. But their their UI is actually pretty good it's basic but it's centered around things like reading and just launching simple apps uh, yeah this is uh, it running 3d Boy, mark that looks great so to be fair this so was if you in... take lsd and you watch 3d mark you're gonna be really effed i mean up. Yeah. i mean i've seen rolling shutter before well, but this is a, not quite that this is so this was not in a2 mode which is the faster refresh lower color mode this was in the default mode. Uh, wait, 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 scroll back up to see what other videos you like yeah, watching. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Holy shit. <laughs> Cutting a guitar right. pick? All so, right. Let's go back up towards the top. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it could be worse, to tell you the truth. But I, I noticed <laughs> yeah. that one. This oh, new, car new car was lying underground for 50 years. I don't think it's new anymore. 
Well, yeah, not so much. Yeah. It had to be heavily Scroll. restored. But I'm, I'm going. It's one of those no, lake new. Oh, go the other way. Let's let's take a look at the specs real quick since we kind of glossed over uh, that. Okay. So it is running a rock chip RK3288 Cortex A17 base quad core processor at 1.6 gigahertz. This you may have never heard of this chip, oddly enough, but it's actually in a lot of Chromebooks and it's in the ASUS Tinker board. So there's actually a decent amount of support around this chip. Boy, an A17? That's... Yeah, it's that's, cutting edge. That's so old. <laughs> <laughs> but, you I'm, know, what do you expect from something named Onyx Books? Books. Books. Yeah. Books. Bags. Too. There's too many X's in those that, that, that name. It really is. Triple X. <laughs> get it? It's uh, hard on the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Sort of the other interesting feature about this besides e-reading it does the e-reading stuff really well it doesn't it supports more of the open formats like mobi and pdfs uh it renders pdfs really well if you ever try to convert a pdf to a kindle format you know how much of a nightmare that is yeah it just it's doesn't nightmare. it doesn't work at all yeah, it really it, doesn't it, work. the formatting never comes in correctly you can just drag you can mount, plug this into your pc mount it as a drive drag the pdf over open it on the device renders perfectly it is close to an A2 size of paper. It's, it's a little bit scaled down, the 13.3-inch the device. So that's hey, cool. Hey, so since we're in the X thing. X going to give it to you. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Why in the hell is it seven ninety nine? Yeah, that is kind of hard. Have you heard about the supply and demand curve, John? <laughs> I am unfamiliar with such curves. As it turns out, they probably don't make a whole lot of these. Yeah. Uh, someone in the comment was saying the display from e-ink themselves, which is the company that makes it, is $450 alone. So you slap in Ooh. some Android components and you package it and you, and you start to – they probably don't have a lot of margin on this thing, even at $800. Well, and you realize done. you're selling it to a bunch of obsess, obsessed people. You yeah, can this, charge what you want. It's a very niche product, to say the least. I mean, the touch does look good. It, it's a very yeah. beautiful display. But it yeah. wasn't one of the promises of e-ink that it was going to be cheaper? Uh, well, you, mean, need, you need more volume. Yeah. You need more I mean, volume. You can only manipulate so many magnetic fields on a big thing. Let me ask you this. Is it backlit or side lit? It, it isn't. It's it isn't lit at all. It is not lit at all. That's one of the major so, downsides. Oh, this ain't lit? <laughs> not lit AF. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you definitely need your own external light. It's it's like using an original Game Boy. You need to have the worm light attached to it. Wait, you can use it as a display? Yeah, so it has a micro HDMI in port, and you just load the quote-unquote display app on the tablet, and you can use it as an HDMI display. So we have it here hooked up to a PC. It presents at like 2180 by 1800, hmm. which is... That's actually kind of dense. Yeah, V-dense. Surprisingly so. But if you think about it, if you're someone who's like looking at PDF documentation all day, you could have this set up next to your monitor as something that's a little easier to read. You had it in portrait mode. You could even put code over there. Like you could... Yeah. You, you can use this as a display. One of the things I tried was buying a cheap keyboard dock bluetooth keyboard dock and using it to write on and you definitely see the text trail in a little bit it's something you can get used to I sort of train myself to do it i wrote a lot of this review on the device just to see if i could do it and it worked all right ish uh it just sebastian and i have had this thing going back and forth where we want essentially like an e-ink netbook mm-hmm. that we can write on because i get distracted with by these computers with all their fancy notifications and stuff if you have an e-ink display, you're not really going to want to do anything else on it, as it turns out, because the refresh is so slow. You're not going to want to browse the internet on it, even though this does have a browser. But. Oh, how does how does scrolling feel? Yeah, it's got to be a nightmare. Uh, I mean, like a reading is fine, but yeah, if you I mean, it depends on if it has more of the page rendered or not. So if the app you're using is only rendering yeah. the visible area, it's kind of a nightmare when you want to go to scroll, but. It has a it has full Wacom stylus support, and drawing on it was actually pretty good. Like, the latency didn't affect that, mm-hmm. really. So mm-hmm. it is faster than you think, but still not really ready for primetime use for productivity. Okay. It's just such a weird thing that I wanted to get my hands on it and just see what it was like. Like we said, it's 800 bucks. They have the Onyx Note, which is the 10.3-inch version, which is on Amazon for 550 which is way more reasonable if you're someone who needs to look at a lot of documentation, like 100-page PDFs. It, you could begin to justify it, I think. Uh, but that does not have the HDMI in, I believe. 
So mm. there's some trade-offs there. What's the uh, battery life on this? Uh, approximately seven years. <laughs> standby was actually worse than you think it would be. It was only a couple of days on standby because it is an Android device. It was connected to the network. It was checking for like it was waking up and checking for stuff. Mm-hmm. So it isn't as good as a Kindle in that respect because it's doing more it's doing Android more stuff, life. Yeah. So it's, like so it's kind of like my 15 year old boy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> checking for stuff. All right. On the internet. Always checking for stuff on the internet. Always checking. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Sebastian reviewed a case. Uh, Bitfinex Portal. Definitely looks. It's very Portal esque. It's very Portal like. Just needs a couple of guns on the side of it. You know what? This a is a triumph. Uh, I'm making a note here. Yeah. Huge success. Yep. Mm hmm. Uh, all right, compact aluminum mini ITX case. So let's see what it looks like. Uh, how small is this? We need some scale. There's some USB ports. Okay, like that. That looks bigger than I would expect yeah. for an ITX. It's yeah, a fair it size. I'm trying to get to like where something's open here, so we can see uh, see inside the thing. Need to see inside the thing. Interior. Uh, yeah, it comes apart. Oh, look how it pulls nice. out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Comes apart, comes apart like the robots did. <laughs> I'm different. It's like vomiting on you. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's a nice case. But I believe there was something there where it said look there was a... photos. Hey, also, nice, yeah, they? nice photos. The, uh, it's, like, got a dual rail system. Oh, so, God. like, the whole thing splits apart, and you can actually get at things pretty easy. All right, so there's a two and a half slot GPU from the looks of it, right? That's a two slot. That's just a two slot GPU. Yeah. Okay, that's so that's giving you some scale. There's a power supply at the bottom there, and there's one of those big honking Noctua. Uh, here we go. I don't it's, think it's a big uh, honking one. That's a pretty 185 one. by 382 by 411. Says that no nothing to anybody that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> can, I, can I get that? In oh, that's cool. Yeah, the top window where you can see the top of the yeah, G- that's see cool. the top of the GPU. I like that. It's nice. It is nice. So is this a an officially licensed? No, <laughs> no. I'm no, surprised no. that's not because that's. Are you surprised it's not? It's definitely some kind of styling that's uh, like right out of that. It's kind of curious how this ever got made. Mm-hmm. It's true. How much is it? Didn't see a price anywhere. $99. Oh, that's it? Yep. Well, that's that's what happens when you don't pay licensing fees. <laughs> yes. All right. I mean, sharp looking case. I, I could, it's just begging for case mods. I could see myself building one of those for somebody. And it's about 7 by 15 by 16, if you have to be that way. To be American? Way to be that way. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? Chris wrote up Corsair K63 uh, wireless mechanical gaming keyboard. It looks like Some it's... mean bastard stole the uh, mouse pad and the mouse. Wait a minute. That looks like it's backlit, too? It's, yeah. it's got bees. It's a wireless... Let me tell you about this cool advantage invention called batteries. Well, I get it, but <laughs> usually they try not to do that because like, the batteries go pretty quick. That's why they took the R's and the G's away. Oh. It only does B's. Oh, just yeah, only B's? You, you get 60% more battery life that way. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Um, well, I only run my RGB keyboards in rainbow mode, so that would be true. Uh, also true, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see. What's, what cherry red here? switches? Yeah, cherry reds, yep. Uh, what is this adapter thingy for? Is that just to get you to micro USB? Yep. Okay. So well, that's what you connect to for charging. Oh. Okay. No way you go. All right. Uh, did he say how long it goes on? So I use the same software. wonder how long it goes on a charge with the lights on. 13 hours-ish. Huh. Yeah, 13 it said. And that's at max. Unfortunately, it was quoted at 15, so, I mean, that's not horrible, but yeah. not great. And you don't have to go with the max brightness. Like, especially if it's blue LEDs, 
Like I usually don't run it like yeah. the, the max. <laughs> Uh, so with the it backlight has, off, it's 75 hours. And so yeah, it, like, you guys played with the lapdog, right? We did. And it was wired. so in, with that one, when you were attaching the keyboard, you sort of had to screw it in more or less to get it to stay. Uh, yeah. So with this, there's a little clip system. And so the keyboard just slides right in, clicks in at the back, and then there's two little tabs at the front that come up and uh, hold it in. So it doesn't actually go anywhere. That's a way better That's, idea. Yeah. Hey, 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 I gotta stop you right here. Okay. Huh? This is compatible with Couchmaster. Everything's compatible with Couchmaster. Oh yeah. That's the beauty of the Couchmaster. Yeah. And it's the beauty of the Couchmaster. Yeah, it's the, the master dog, of its domain. The lapdog, like, really, you just kind of built the keyboard into it. Like it had like hex screws, I think. Yeah. And like and so plates. You see above on the it. side there is uh, a missing mouse pad and mouse. And having read a couple different review and knowing that uh, in the pipes is someone who's going to be reviewing this, that is a key compatible mouse pad. G. Or T, if you prefer. <laughs> you can literally, the wireless mouse charges on it. It's got a little puck that'll stick out so you can charge uh, your phones and such without uh, blocking the mouse mat. Although, from the. Hold on. It's a fair size. Wait. So you could probably have your phone on there and still use the mouse. But you have the wireless keyboard there. Mm-hmm. Yep. How are you powering the charger? I assume there's some sort of universal battery that 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 is in the so to, in the lab. Hmm. So I hear you're like recharging your battery. So we're going to use a battery to recharge your battery. I see. Yep. It seems like you could put a lot of 1860s in that lap board. Oh sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Just what I want sitting on my crotch is a big pile of 1860s. So the keyboard and the lap board is uh, 170. Yeah, it's actually. Bad compared to their yeah. high-end wired RGB options. Like if you're looking for the couch experience, you can really do any better than a wireless solution with actually something to put on your lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of how much a couch master would cost on top of a keyboard, and it wouldn't even be wireless. Wouldn't even. Wouldn't even be wireless. Hmm. Um, you know what? The couch master feels yeah. like someone's hugging your hips. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you, but you can't put a price on that. I mean, you, you could, but it. you have to go to bad parts of town. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into uh, news items. Kicking it off with uh, Tim's post on HyperX launching Predator DDR4 RGB. Oh, RGB. Infrared sync. They've got infrared. Oh, wait. These are the ones we saw at CES that actually stay in sync with each other. Yeah. Yes. But they have to be next to each other. They're next to each other anyways. Not always. Sometimes there's some on one side of the CPU and some on the other side of the CPU. Uh, so this won't cover banks? No. It Ooh. won't shoot across a cooler? Uh, no. No, it's, it's, there's this big infrared signature in the middle of the dims. Yeah, but they have to be like next to each other for it well, to work. That seems or at least sec- they did at CES. That seems like not a great engineering solution well, to things. you know. Anyway, so if you have a motherboard where these things are in a row like that, then... Uh, if you yeah. want to buy too many of them, we can't help you. <laughs> that, well, if you want actually- to buy more than four of them, we can't help you at all. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they still have software that controls them, right? Uh, yeah. Or they, so they still have, have both banks synced, at least. Yes, but only once you're like in your OS and the yeah. software is you know, fired up and everything. So, you know, if you want your RAM modules talking amongst themselves, then um, I guess this is for you. This is how Skynet started. Yeah, exactly. Yep. First they start with the RAM. Then they're, then they're killing your kids with robots and stuff. Um, MSRP 257 for 16 gig, 513 for 32 gig. God, that's a that's lot of pricey. money. Even in the today's RAM economy. Yeah. Yeah, that's about seventy bucks more than a oh, wait, decent kit. Those yeah. are the MSRPs, and then two forty-five. Yeah, they're going so for the street. Two forty-five mm. and four ninety-two yeah. for thirty-two k. That's still up there. So, yeah. so it's a it's like a thirty-dollar premium. It says there over the standard offerings. Infrared don't come for free. Uh, yeah, oh, but but thirty bucks isn't that bad for a little it's, bit of bling. It's only three thousand. Like you can get thirty two hundred, yeah, sixteen gig kits for around two hundred bucks, I think. Mm. 
Obviously, 180 on sale. Yeah. Obviously, th- this is not a product aimed towards value, right? It never will, will be if it's RGB enabled. Yeah, that's the thing where you're going for the specific look, and you honestly, within reason, don't care if the price is higher. Yeah. Really. Um, you don't know what I care about. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a pretty good idea, Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Velocity Micro unleashes epic pro magics hd 150 workstation gee it's as if the, the naming is trying to that, that is a way too complex name for such a simple looking case <laughs> well it's meant to be thread ripper but they called it no. epic no it's no? a single socket socket epic based system oh that's less between the existing thread ripper based oh. system and dual socket epic workstations well that's interesting Cool. We haven't seen a lot of Epic workstations. It's kind of that weird territory. You see, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you definitely see Xeon workstations, and they have the Xeon W chips specifically for that. So that's got the, that's the but, it's a long-ass case. Yeah, it's a big chassis. Sort of like that Super mm-hmm. Micro one that uh, you used for a while. No, it's not quite like that. No, it's not like that? It's no. like a server, basically server one. No, that, that, case that's thing. an AT. Well, maybe EATX, I think. Yeah. Well, no, that actually looks like a server motherboard, doesn't it? Yeah, yep. that's my okay. point. Like those, so those cases tend to be on the large side. Yeah. Um, I like the 1080 Ti stuck in there. <laughs> yeah. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so on the front there, is that, are those heat, no, no, scroll, scroll back down. Yeah, yeah. On the bottom right corner of that picture, uh-huh. is that a fan with a shroud on top of it? it sure or? looks like it. I guess. I yeah, see heat cards. pipes and everything. I don't know if those are heat pipes or just bolts. It looks, studs like, or it looks something? like it's uh hmm. Well, that's the only picture we got. So I, I could see it being like some additional cooling for the I.O. because in a machine like this you're gonna throw a ton of add-in cards, a ton of GPUs to do machine learning or something like that. Yeah. You have well, all the lanes with the epic, so and, but, and the front looks solid. But speaking of us knowing what yeah. Josh likes, there's a slot for that uh Blu-ray player. Huh? Huh, Josh? He wasn't paying attention. Huh? He must be muted. You know, I stopped listening to you about three minutes ago. <laughs> but yes, optical drives are going to be the second coming once the apocalypse hits and the tsunamis come. Then, you know, without internet, you're going to want your physical media right next to you so you can watch movies in the ashes of civilization. Josh, is going to be the, the CD-ROM and Blu-ray and DVD-ROM dealer that you go to after the apocalypse what you know you how buying? fast you can rip a cd with the kenwood 57x <laughs> bingo it was the true it was a once time-honored uh, way of making a life that's gone astray but maybe it'll come back uh, cds out of the car boot damn kenwood drives still pissed off at them anyway uh next up amd and the 4k secret jeremy what the heck are you talking about well, AMD's uh, wonderful marketing team uh, decided, one, not to send out an email that uh, the newest Adrenaline Edition came out uh, with a couple of fixes, but wasn't necessarily a game-ready one or their equivalent. But one thing that did sneak in there that absolutely didn't even make it most of the notes was support for 4K Netflix, because they haven't had compatibility with the, the PlayReady 3.0 uh, that you need for HDCP 2.2, which you need to play 4K Netflix. They finally did it. So I believe this is Polaris only right now. I believe you're right. Wouldn't, so wouldn't you think they'd be more vocal? I, would, well, I don't know. I, I think it's because it's it's kind of like a beta thing, and it only works on Polaris. Like They would probably no. wait until it works on Vega as well to push well, out the and, PR. NVIDIA did it like eight or nine months yeah, ago. They are super behind on this between yeah. Intel, the integrated drivers, and NVIDIA's drivers. This Maybe they're is just... sorely needed. I ran into this a couple of weeks ago where I had a Vega 64 installed, and I was doing some FreeSync HDR testing, and then I went to test HDR video. Yeah, yeah of course. I loaded up the Netflix app. I was like, <laughs> nope. does not work. So maybe that's why they're not calling attention to it. It's just like, oh, let's just not talk about it. But it's that. still worth letting people know. Yeah. Much needed. Okay. Uh, next up, also Jeremy, Cool Master Master Case. Master Mesh version. That looks cool. And, and you thought it, that it last case does. was big. This is 200 millimeter fans up front. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very nice. Actually, 200 millimeter uh, fans are huge. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're like they dinner plate size. So, someone needs to post that to our confusing perspective because that thing's Prefer- huge. For many, many years, 200 millimeters was the preferred wafer size of most semiconductor firms. <laughs> that was also what, what came in that, uh, that one, like the Antec. Antec was making case, those cases with the one 200 millimeter fan on the top. The spider thing? No, no. It was just like a regular, just, yeah. it was just a big yeah, ass yeah, fan on the top. That still looks the, like a spider. Like the, the P170s. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. the P180s. Corsair also has done their fair share of that with like the carbide series. But yeah, like it's just a hair under two feet tall. Jeez. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a big case. What graphics card is in there that looks so massive? That's got to be a. Looks like a pretty old graphics card. Yeah, it's a real old. It's like a GTX seven something. <laughs> it, it does look like that. It's like a two ninety five. <laughs> what do we it's got out big. back, John? We just need to throw something in this case for a picture. The biggest one you yeah, got. Let me blow the <laughs> dust off of this damn thing. <laughs> Don't put that ten sixty in there. Give me something else. You wouldn't even be able to see it. <sighs> All right. Uh, next. Uh, TikTok boom. Oh. So are we not a waltz anymore? What are we now? Well, you know that hot new processor that was going to be released in 2016? Uh, uh, it's not 2016 it anymore. Well, it ain't yeah, coming it never showed up either. Oh, okay. How about Good that hot new processor in 2017? Nope. So, so when it didn't come out in 2016, that's why we did a, the third talk or whatever, right? We want TikTok something else. Talk. TikTok yeah, talk. Did right? they get rid of that? It's, it's more like TikTok. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so they're not doing the ten nanometer. So what? Like, what are they doing? That, that's a good question. Oh. Fourteen plus plus for the win. Plus 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 plus. No, just plus plus so far. Oh, okay. There may be a plus plus plus, but. Uh, <laughs> so is this another optimized cycle then? Well, it's a hey. We have that hell, that Skylake architecture we designed for fourteen nanometers. We're gonna have to release that again this year. Yep, oh. sure is. All right, but the, the, to make it even more funny, well, funny. Uh, the H three ten chipset. Apparently, they're having supply problems with it, and essentially, it be sold out. So, system builders can't buy them in bulk or singly. This Neither. That's actually secretly good news for Intel, though, because it means their 14 nanometer process is running at near 100% utilization if they can't make any more of their chipsets. That's true. true. It's, it's bad that they went to 14 nanometer for the chipsets because they're usually a process behind, but they didn't get 10 nanometers on the CPUs, so the chipsets they designed, it's just that shit rolls downhill, as it turns out. N plus one turns into N <laughs> plus zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, let's see. Corsair launches new Spec Omega RGB case. So it's, I get it, what they're doing here. They're kind of matching the little bar they put, the little light you know, bar they put along the top edge of their newer keyboards now. Except, they're putting, it, except yeah. they're putting it on the front of the case. And I'm guessing you can control that thing, or is it just oh, sit yeah. there you as a regular thing? thing? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the cooler RGB implementations I've seen because it's either black or white, or well, black or black and white. So you can just have an accent color. Yeah, right. Like if you if you like white and red and black or black and. Purple. I assume it's just configurable with the same software yeah. with their you know, probably. Yeah, yeah so. like you get a you actually get a, a controller with it. Okay, and then you just use IQ. It's really asymmetrical. Like it kind of looks like it's leaning forward. Depending on how you look at it. Oh yeah, so I can't yeah. tell that much from that. But if you look here, yeah, it is leaning. So forward. I believe the chassis itself didn't really change from the regular spec cases. No, I think I, it's just, just a different fascia. So, over so would it. you yeah. say this is this is a leaning tower? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a leaning tower. Of. A leaning tower of RGB. Mm-hmm. Fifty-four RGBs. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Of what do you do? What? What are you going to do you with know, all I that RGB? I can't foresee a future where anybody needs more than 54 RGBs. <laughs> you can play cards with them? Yeah. Two jokers, correct. Yeah. And the other fancy thing about this guy uh, is he's a little bit larger than he looks. It seems to be a theme tonight. 
On the top, you can fit a 360 mil radiator, oh, wow. a 240 mil in the front, and a 120 mil in the back, all at the same time. Huh? There is clearance. Oh, so the clearance is on top of the fans for the top one. Yeah. Does this come with any RGB fans? Two of them in the front. Well, that's not bad. But the, the charge for the RGB. Fans. I assume the controller can handle more than two. I think. Yeah. Well, c- it's also handling the the weight stripe. Yeah. I think the controller can handle six fans normally, so probably three more fans. Yeah, so they, they, have the six fans RGB they have six fans lit up in this yeah. picture. So It's expandable to 256 fans because it's 8-bit. Uh-huh. I saw what sure, you did there. Sure, why not? No, it might, be, it might actually be it. Uh, okay. Speaking of bits. Many addressable LEDs. Speaking <laughs> we had to go to IPv6 for LED yeah. control. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, speaking of bits, nice segue, Ken. Uh, Microsoft released a 64-bit SDK for Windows on ARM platforms. Hmm. So the way it currently works, you can only run ARM32 applications mm-hmm. and Win32 applications that are being emulated Yep. on the Windows on Snapdragon stuff. At Build... Microsoft has released the SDKs to develop native 64-bit applications. So this would mostly be uh, like UWP apps that you compile towards an ARM64 target. They were actually advertising distributing them not through the store as well as through the store. So that's promising. It won't be something that's tied to the store. But essentially, if you have the right development environment and you can compile an ARM64 target with your Windows app without everything breaking... (laughs) <laughs> then you can now distribute like one of the one of the kind of major apps that doesn't work on the windows on snapdragon stuff currently is photoshop elements mm-hmm. which is a 64-bit store app that there was no sdk they could even possibly use to compile to 64-bit arm yeah. which just doesn't work it's actually kind of stupid because you could buy it in the store if you had another pc linked to your microsoft account be like Oh, you can buy this, and then you couldn't download it on your ARM device, mm-hmm. and it's like a hundred dollar app. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. So that's something that we hopefully see fixed with this. Interestingly enough, you could run regular Photoshop in emulation mode because there's still a 32 bit version of regular Photoshop. Mm-hmm. But it was Photoshop Elements that was kind of one of the major sticking points. Interesting. Yeah. Still no 64 bit x86 emulation, but that would be a while. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next up, holy crap! You can buy GPUs again, sort of. Past tense. Uh, well, no, I mean there's still some in stock. Actually, I checked uh, before we started. Um, GeForce GTX cards are back in stock at MSRP pricing, and they're uh, that's at the. Uh, we'll say around MSRP pricing. Well, they're close. Uh, specifically, like the reference designs at the Nvidia, like the Founder Editions at the Nvidia site. Um. And we found some on, like, Amazon and Newegg and stuff. Yeah, but the ones on Amazon and Newegg are a little bit above. Well, it's difficult to tell because no one really knows the exact MSRPs for a lot of these add-in cards. But, like, yeah. the Asus GTX 1080 Turbo, which is the blower, is probably not supposed to be $570, considering a reference 1080 is 500 bucks. Yeah, that's true. So, Well, reference 1080 they have is 550. Didn't they lower that price to 500 dollars when they launched the 1080 Ti? I think so. I think so. So Nvidia. So they're still kind of they're still kind of up there. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm. But I think 300 is what the 1060 was supposed to be. Yeah, the rest of those seem right. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, 1080 was 499. Did they drop the 1070 as well when they did that? I don't think they did. Is that no, 1060 the 3 gig or the 6 gig version? I believe that's the 6 gig. I don't think they're really selling. No, they're selling both of them. Oh, they're oh, they selling, are selling 3. I don't know oh, if yeah. there's a reference 3 gig version, but mm. I could be wrong. Mm. All right, well, you know, keep an eye out if you've been uh, putting Oh, wait. Off. No, the 1070 MSRP was supposed to be 349 as well. It's selling at 399 mm. Yeah, gosh, shock. In awe. Mm. Come on, NVIDIA. Don't sell 50 bucks above MSRP. 
Don't don't send an email out telling us that you can buy a graphics card at MSRP again if you're charging fifty bucks more than you know, they just adjust the MSRP. I mean it is NVIDIA. Sure. Like yes, but the MSRP is one million dollars. Anyway. Wrong finger uh, yeah, asshole. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> Not my finger. Speaking of wrong finger, cats oh, and dogs Lord. living together. <clears throat> Linux on Chromium. Mass hysteria. God, Jeremy. End of the world, man. End of the world. I mean, earlier today or earlier this week, I had to publish that Microsoft's best-selling server right now is running Linux. And now, for some reason, Chromium is going to start allowing you to run a, a Gen 2-based one, which is going to be essentially compatible with anything that uh, you can run on Gen 2. Wait, wait, wait. Gen 2? The article said Debian. Oh, is it Debian? Yeah, Sorry. It's Debian. Debian. <laughs> I'm reading it wrong. I'm reading something else. That would, yeah, that so would have if been if a weird turn like of that. events. Yeah, Gen 2 on that piece of hardware would be a very, very, very long process. <laughs> That would be painful, wouldn't it? But long story short is that this looks to be a way to get people developing apps for Chromium, which nobody has really been doing. Strangely enough, sort of like Windows S. Well, you don't. Yeah. 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 So So I don't know if it's going to make any sense or not, but it it certainly doesn't hurt to give you a bit more of a choice. Well, the the Inquirer article was kind of thin on details. Um, yes, very thin. And now, now, my experience with Chromium is very, very limited. But it was my impression that that actually is basically just the stock Linux under the covers with a, a nice shiny UI on top of it. Is that the, the situation with Chromium? Yes and no. And it's also Chrome OS. Chromium is the browser, right? Right. So it is, it's Chrome OS, not Chromium. Sorry, yeah, Chrome OS. But yeah, I think it's kind of diverged from that a little bit. There, there's an open source thing called Crouton for running essentially Linux on top of Chrome OS from what I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it so, crunchy? Like, it, yeah. It's a garlicky. So, so it is still under there. I actually believe they're calling this Crustini because <laughs> it's not quite a Crouton, which is funny. Yeah. So so they mentioned Git, Sublime, Vim, Android Studio. So I, my, what I'm wondering is, is this just like a thin X layer on top of things or? I don't know. I don't know. This it, it's it's in the beta channel right now. I think for the Pixel Book, which nobody has because it's a thousand dollar Chromebook, and why would you buy Ooh. that? Besides Google employees, but I'm yeah, Sebastian. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to check it out. I'm like, I think this could make a Chromebook a whole lot usable for sort of a power user. But then, like, it's a weird dichotomy of people who would want to use Chrome OS, but would also be comfortable using Linux. But yeah. it's like I want to run Windows 10 S with apps that aren't from the Microsoft Store. Like, no, <laughs> just well, no. <laughs> but this seems to be an attempt to do the equivalent. Well, we, we were chatting beforehand before the podcast about this, and to me, um, as a mobile road warrior who does Linux support, um, if you can get a Chromebook that has great battery life, a full Linux suite, and a built-in, you know, uh, SIM card, that would be mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, for for that kind of usage. I I had a friend who bought an 11 inch, like 350 dollar Intel Chromebook and uh, put put Linux on it. And he's a developer, mm-hmm. and he would use that as like just a lightweight, good battery life machine. He would carry around to have a terminal and just kind of mess around and stuff, be able to remote into stuff, and it worked really well for that. And now you wouldn't have to hack it; you could just pull that stuff up. You could pull up and Git and pull down mm-hmm. code and edit and Vim and whatever. Yeah, I'm also interested to get my hands on this because this is this is kind of cool. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, signing up for the software is easy. Recording the Pixelbook, maybe not. I, I started looking at Pixelbooks today. <laughs> I, I really like to get my hands on one because it's such a it's a really well built piece of hardware that's limited by the operating system. But I think I'll wait until this becomes like a real release before I. Uh, and they make I've been display. saying that about myself for a long time. <laughs> Software's letting you down. My hardware is it's all there, but the software, yeah. <laughs> no comment. None. 
All right. Uh, next up, uh, Google and Qualcomm partner for faster Android P upgrade adoption. Ken. So, for those of you not familiar, in Android, I'm not 8- familiar. Explain it to me in detail. Well, Josh, in Android 8.0, Google has this initiative called Project Treble. Essentially, that's decoupling all of the proprietary SOC bits from the operating system. So, all of the drivers and like networking code and all of that that were tied in directly into the operating system of the ROM, which meant that OEMs had to work with Qualcomm to package updates for every specific device. They couldn't just kind of be given the proprietary blob and say, here you go. So with Project Treble, if you, if you scroll down a little dude, bit, Dude, dude, I'm, I'm getting more educated by the second. Keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, scroll up to the second half of the chart you're on. Now the all the proprietary vendor stuff sits on a separate layer that Qualcomm can just kind of universally update. So that's kind of the news here is that Qualcomm and Google have been working together for Android P, which they just Google just released the developer preview of this week at I.O., uh, to sort of provide Android P support for Snapdragon 845, 660, and scroll down a little bit. I can't remember the other one. And 636, 636-based devices. So so, in- so is this kind of like Windows 95, the way it updates? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we've we've come so far with Android. Yeah. So, so does this mean my... Uh, Kobo Aura Glow 7 is going to be updatable now? Well, it means it's in the hands of Kobo and not Qualcomm anymore. Oh, uh, well, so, great. So, so one of the cool results we've seen of this is that the developer preview program for uh, Android P, which was came out this week, uh, in the past, all the developer preview programs have only been Nexus and Pixel devices because it's something like Android or Google needs to completely pick the OS. They use the handsets they had control of. But now there are betas available for a bunch of different phones. You can see listed here the Essential Phone, Sony Xperia, XZ2, some Vivo phones, some Xiaomi phones, which I I don't see my LG G3 here. Yeah, weird. Mori rejoiced. Nobody else did. Yeah. So it's putting the ball into the OEM's courts, but I still don't know if this is going to make people like Samsung actually put out these updates in a timely fashion. And you still have the whole vendor approval, like the carrier approval thing we have in the U.S. where for some reason Verizon needs to qualify your Android update on your Samsung phone, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But we're, we're getting there. They're worried it's going to take over their network. Yeah. Mm. But it, it's, it was cool to see a bunch of different phones available for the developer program as opposed to just Nexus and Pixel phones this week. It's a little bit of promise, at least. All right. Sweet. Okay. Uh, next up, we got uh, picks of the week. Oh, I think we're kicking it off with uh, Jeremy, right? I don't know. Are we? Well, it's an into Newegg Canada link, so mm-hmm. I hope yep. it's Jeremy. Yep. That's why there's an A at the end of it. Yeah. So you're building yourself a Ryzen machine, and you're on a bit of a budget, so you're looking for fast RAM, but it's not going to cost you $500. Well, there's, it's not even on special. It's just uh, a weird price for the G-Skill Ripjaws uh, DDR4-3600, where you get a pair of 4 gigs for $150. Oh, wow. Damn. That's not bad. And it's that's 150 Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. And oh, 3600. Well, so, I'm sorry, it's not 16 gigs. So, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it's all right. What, how much is a 16 gig kit going for? Uh, oh. Roughly twice. Okay. Little bit, you'd be better off buying two of those kits. And then, can I like change this to? I don't think that works. And but we can try. Will that work? Wow, it does work. Oh, oh my god, wow. two thirty-eight for the sixteen gig kit of thirty-six hundred. That's, that's that's not that's bad. Pretty good. That's cheaper than the RGB memory. And then that's a one one fourteen for yeah. eight gig. Yeah, that's, that's crazy good. cheaper. You'll see a good performance benefit going to thirty-six hundred on Ryzen. On Ryzen. Yeah, and, that's true. You're just care so much, but uh, hmm. was it uh, okay? So 1.35 volts, assuming for the 3600 hmm. speed. It's timing seem it's longer th- than I would expect, uh, but it is a high. Well, it's 3600. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know, but yeah. like that—that that seems about right. Okay. Yeah. For that price, you can't complain. Take it down to 3200. 
knock the timings down, be happy. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're on Ryzen specifically, like, you're just worried about a faster, like, frequency for it. And you can let the timings be looser and still be okay with that. You're still going to get the performance benefit of, you know, just running at the 3600 speed. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's good because it's relatively cheap and it gets delivered to your house. You don't have to go to the bad part of town. Why do they even bother with these PC numbers anymore? It's a weird legacy. Uh, PC4, 28,800. Like, what's going to happen, like, you know, five years from now? It's kind of like, like a modem speed, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? That's, yeah, it's 28.8. Wait, that isn't in BOD? PC5, 56K. Uh, all right. Me. Me. Josh. Me. There's oh, something wrong with oh, me. Did no. I click on the right link? Oh, no. What the oh, hell I is so. this? Oh, no. What? When what I is... get frustrated, I want to squeeze the chicken and pop out an egg. Uh, squeeze or choke? Whatever. Oh. The best part about this is, okay, there are two parts. There are multiple, actually. It's <laughs> it's less than $2. <laughs> what is it? Uh, with a buck fitted chip, shipping. Not even uh, prime. Okay. Funny decompression chicken toy squeeze, then lay eggs. Reduce then, stress relief ball novelty venting anger toys. And then the egg Venting anger out. toys. Soft PVC. Oh, it's Keep like- away from bad mood. Relax at all times. <laughs> it's, like, it's like all bloated. Lovely and interesting hen when squeezed and pressed to lay eggs. <laughs> Just squeeze it and make it fun. What interesting is- spoof toys. Make you feel relaxed. I mean, how can you beat that? Um, what are the seven applicable promotions? It, but, oh, I got to see so it's this. The best, it's the best $4 anybody could <laughs> Save 20% on Smiley Tortoise Scented Charm Slow no, no, Rising no. Squeeze Stress Reliever the Toy. The second one. The second oh, one. Harry's Harry's stress Reliever Lovely Pig Squeeze Vent Toy. Lovely Pig Squeeze Save. Vent Hold on, hold on. Save 10% on Adorable Pony Slow Rising Cream Squeeze. Yeah, this is like, what the... That, that sounds like you've gone to the bad part I mean, of the internet. I probably have to click that now, huh? No, do not click that. That one goes bad places. I'm clicking it. What is... Oh. It's the pony. Well, it is. It is adorable. Squeeze cream. Let's just squeeze... Squeeze it, and then what happens? Squeeze scented cured toys? <laughs> I don't, see, no, no, toy. I don't see slow rising cream squeeze anywhere on this. Anyway, this is just, yeah, this is going downhill really fast here. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, choke Josh's yeah, chicken. Buy the chicken. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, okay. Um, next up's me. Uh, in the past, I have done picks where it's like, hey, here's this thing that'll let you put gadgets Back in like Windows 10 and stuff. Why? Well, the reason I did it was because I wanted like coming back again. Uh, well, I like the only reason I use it is for like the CPU monitor and the like GPU monitor, like the those little widgets that just show you the status of like what's going on. Right? Go back to Vista. It's currently powered on. Well, thank you. So the problem is that like those existing gadgets that had been stopped working. Well, no, they they just stopped showing some of the information about newer generation GPUs, and they were just well, hadn't been supported. And burn and shot is well, what they were. So this guy Igor, and uh, who's obviously overseas, um, has like redeveloped all of these same things, like new, like to work with current generation stuff, um, and they're actually like way more customizable than the. Alan's too good to run HW Info 64. He needs his information no, in a widget I want it, form. I want it real time on a widget. You know, that's just on my background all the time. Uh, so they're free apps. Uh, I mean, they're pretty. I mean, it's. Whoa, whoa where'd the screen go? I was trying to do a pop up here. You know, look at that system monitor app. It looks like it's out of 1998. Well, he's going for this. It's a gadget theme thing. Like, there's a certain, mm. like, you know, they're all supposed to look like that, kind of. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Uh, the GP monitor ones, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool. Just saying. Blinking lights. Yeah. You just want the blinking lights. Yeah, basically. Just want stuff to look at. Makes it look like the computer's doing stuff. You know? So you want to make it look like it's working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, anyway. He, he's the reason that computers make noises on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Anyway. Uh, so if you're into that gadget thing and you just refuse to, like, let that go, then uh, this guy is your savior because, you know. Anyway. We all need a savior. Uh, you get a chicken. Ken, what do you got? Yeah, the chicken for only, you know, $3.75. It's The shipping almost costs more right than the now. chicken. Uh, and you can squeeze no, it. No, you can't see how many eggs I'm laying right at the do moment. Do you have one of those chickens on your desk? Maybe. Like, what's the. Asking Josh if he has something on his desk is. How uh, big is your chicken, Josh? What does the egg look like? Wait, wait. Did, did we just win at stumping no. Josh? <laughs> he can't find it. You don't want to know. He can't find I don't it. have one of these. Come on. <laughs> it's a pick. It was funny. Okay. Laugh. I'm really disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed too. I expect to see one of those in in your hand uh, next week, Josh. Well, I, I do have one of these. Oh man, <laughs> that's not the same. I, I got a I got a golf club with holes in the fingers. <laughs> a golf club? Because I can have Love. it with me. I, I have a. I. You should clean your desk sometimes, Josh. What, what is okay? <sighs> All right, Ken. Now what do you got? So I've been keeping an eye on this. Uh, we reviewed the XPS 13 9370, the 2018 version, the redesign, uh, a couple months ago, back towards the beginning of the year. And I've been thinking about buying one. The MSRPs are fairly reasonable, but I'm super cheap as it turns out. Uh, and I've been waiting for this to happen. It happened within the past week. They are now on the Dell Outlet. So they've introduced the 9370 models to the Dell Outlet, so you can get uh, some discounted, some so open wait. box refurbs. Yeah, there's some refurbs, dents. but there's like that's new. Yeah, I think they just have like orders that like maybe get half refilled and then order canceled, or they get shipped back and they still have the seal on them so they huh. can be new. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, Dell Outlet's always been a great source for discount Dell stuff. So, I mean, the availability of these changes very rapidly so you just kind of have to watch it and, and see for the model the exact configuration you're waiting for to show up but yeah the 9370 is an awesome laptop it's the best sort of uh ultrabook performance we've ever seen far and away better than any of the other options super good thermals sweet eight these hours about or like eight hours of battery life these are are they all i5s or do they, do they uh make no, it they have the i7, i7. I just don't see any on this page, but probably. there there are multiple pages. It's sorted by price low to high, so like oh, okay. as you scroll down, you can start getting from four to eight gigs of RAM, and then mm. faster storage. Which these have socketed storage, so you can buy it with a lower end configuration and upgrade it if you want. I think wow. that's what I'll end up doing. Sweet. Last thing I bought off a of Dell Outlet was a display thirty inch uh, thirty inch Dell LCD. Yep. Back in the day, when and was that? It still works. I don't know. It's whenever the three thousand seven came out oh yeah i've got the 3008 still running in my basement yeah doing secret we, things we've got a 3008 that's just been slowly dying here yeah that one that one's got something months. weird that that's oh. that i got the hc version of 3007 yeah. right yep. and uh like you know it was like it was a big deal at the time because it was like one of the ones few that was like super low latency because that was yeah. when I, it was actually a thing that people were starting to pay attention to yeah. and most of the other dell panels were just like Horrible latency. Yeah, like really, that, really that 3008 bad. over there has every port imaginable, including component, composite, all of yeah. that S video, all of that stuff. And the port, the ports are slowly dying one by one yeah. on yeah. that video controller. I think the only thing going weird with mine is like if it's been in standby for like a day or two, the backlight kind of is like, yeah, it has a little bit of like a old fluorescent light starting <laughs> kind of like little flicker to it. But then after it's you know give it a minute and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I have so. the 3007 at home as well, and it's got the same kind of problem. It takes it about 20 minutes to warm up and get fully oh, really? lit. You can get replacement like. Can you replace the backlights with LCD or LEDs? Has <laughs> anyone come up with a kit to do that? Oh, I don't know. But seems you like, can, seems you can like get someone would have developed that, right? You can get just the tube. Like can replacement can, can I ask a them. personal question of y'all? Sure. Uh-oh. What, what TV is sitting in front of Alex that, that reflects, well, you know, shows what you guys are seeing? It's a. LG oh, yeah, 4K, that. Yeah, that one. Low, lower end set that, that Jim had. Out. Yeah, nice. It's <laughs> yeah. even got the time on there. Yep. And how long we've been recording? Mm-hmm. That's how long we've like been You guys like well, know ref- what you're it's doing. Not, it's not reflecting like anything. It's just showing. Yeah, it's just a monitor. <laughs> it's just a monitor. 
that's not a reflection of us. That's a display of sure. us. It reflects what is uh, bouncing off the sensor of the camera that is pointing. Sure, sure, sure. That's a very long way around reflection. Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's it. But uh, would you be able to see Dracula with it? I mean, probably. I don't know. I don't know. Photons are crazy, man. Yeah. I <laughs> don't um, even know what they are. Is it a wave or is it a particle? Yes. It identifies Magnet. as both, and you should let it. Anyway. Are we done yet? PCPro.com slash podcast uh, is where you can find the show notes for the show with links to our picks that we just talked about and links to all the articles we discussed. Twitter.com slash Ryan Shrout is where you can ask the boss where he is this week. Uh, Twitter.com slash PCPro. And, uh, you know, unless you guys got anything else. It sounds like 500 won't be next week, but the week after, because everyone seems to be gone next week. Yep. So you're just going to have to hold out mm. one more week. You can do it. I know For episode can. 501. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Skip right over it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, with that, uh, good night. 499! <laughs> Thank you.